Father, we thank you this morning. Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we exalt you, Lord. We glorify your name. You say we should come into your presence with thanksgiving. We come saying thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness. Lord, the heart desires of your people this morning, of your children this morning. I ask, Lord, grant unto them in the name of Jesus. And I pray that every eye be open to see, every ear be open to hear, and every heart be open to know what you are saying in these days and in this season in the name of Jesus. Father, I give you thanks. Father, I give you praise. We glorify you and we say, be thou exalted in our midst. We invite you, Holy Spirit, even as we journey together in your word, open our eyes, enlighten our inner man, cause every darkness to, dis to dispel in the name of Jesus, even as your light shines forth through. We give you glory and we give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. For a while now, we've been looking at fulfilling the kingdom mandate. And we are continuing in this series of fulfilling the kingdom mandate. A couple of weeks ago, actually the part eight of this series, pastor was taking us through the language of the kingdom. We were looking at the language of the kingdom. That is the part eight of this series. And I want you to, I can't say everything that was there. I want, I want to enjoin us, go back, listen to it again. Listen, not just that one, listen to the whole series. Spend time, lock yourself in with the word of God and listen again and again and again and again to it. And I'm sure God himself will minister life to you. So in the part eight, pastor was taking us through the language of the kingdom. He asks us, what is the language of the kingdom? What do they speak in the kingdom of God? And in that service also, I remember he, he told us what that language is. The language is the word of God. The word of the living God. The word that proceeds. The word that comes out of the mouth of the Father. The word that he has, the Logos word, the Rema word. They are the words of the, of the mighty God. The Logos will lead you to the Rema word as you spend time in it. So we were looking at the language of the kingdom. And in that service, he says that the words that come out of the Father's mouth, they are powerful words. They are not just, they are not words that have no power. God's word is what they are powerful. God's word is what? It contains power. It contains God himself. Amen. He spoke the word that brought this whole earth, this entire universe, that brought it into existence. Do you think those words are frivolous words? Those words contain power. Those words contain strength. Those words contain the essence, everything that God is. He created the whole world with the word of his mouth. Meaning words are very, very important. And God was not careless with his words. He spoke his word on purpose. That is, he was purposeful with his word. He knew what he wanted to say, and he said what he wanted to say. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And also some of the things, there are some things I, want, I just want us to know about the word of the Lord. Just in addition to that, to the word of the Lord, what is it about the word of the Lord? The word of the Lord carries command. If it doesn't carry command, it will not have created what God wanted it to do. To do. And God said in his word in Isaiah, he said, the words that I speak to you, they will not return to him empty. They will not return to him void. Why? Because they will accomplish what he has ordained that word for. For that word to accomplish, it must be backed with power. It must be backed by heaven. Hallelujah. So the word carries command in the spirit. Hallelujah. We need to be careful of those words. The words, it does what? It carries command in the spirit. And if you want your words to carry command in the spirit, you'll be careful what you say. You'll be careful what you say. And you will start to see things, you know, you start to say things and ensure that the words that you speak, they are the truth. You don't speak lies. You don't speak frivolous words. You must ensure if you are going to, if you want your word to carry power, if you want your word to be effective in the spirit, you must ensure that you are speaking the truth at all times. And the truth is not just um, 
English word, the truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Speak the truth at all times. Don't just say whatever you feel like. No, 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 no. Speak the truth at all times. Hallelujah. And also, not just speaking, do what you say. Because many people say, but don't do. Whereas believers, we are to speak, we are to say or speak the truth and also act according to the truth. Let your words be backed with your actions. Don't be someone who, who says something and at the end of the day, it's powerless because it will render, it will render your, your, the words you've spoken, it will render it what? powerless. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why many times we don't believe the word. Why is it that we don't believe the word? Because we tend to put God at our level. Because we don't believe what we say. We think God does not mean what he says. And I want to tell you today that God means what he says and he says what he means. And we also, because we are created in his image, we must say what we mean and mean what we say. Praise the name of the Lord. Another thing about the word that I would like to say briefly is that Good or bad, your words will become your reality. Good or bad, your words will become what? Your reality. What does that mean? Whatever proceeds from your mouth, whatever you continue to say at all times, it will, it will become your reality. Let's quickly look at John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. I'm on a journey this morning. Amen. I've not even started. Praise the name of the Lord. John chapter 1. Verse 11 and 12, what does it say? Are we there? Amen. Let me open mine. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. It says, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right or the power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Meaning that as many as received him, they became what they received. As they received him, they became children of God. They became part of the kingdom. They became part of, of Christ. They became part of the Godhead. So whatever you, you receive, it, because whatever you say is what you receive. If the words proceeding from your mouth are words that pull down, words that destroy, that will be your experience, that will be your reality. And if the words that you are speaking are words of encouragement, words that enlighten, words that build up, that will be your experience also. So good or bad, whatever you say becomes your reality. Your words, they will become what? Your reality. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, our text... I want to take us to the book of Matthew. Remember, we're still dealing with the kingdom mandate. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, from verse 34. Matthew chapter 12, from verse 34. Matthew 12, from 34. It reads, and I quote, actually, let's start from verse 33. It says, either make the tree good, and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad, and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34, brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to zero in on verse 36. That's where I'm going actually. He says, but I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. My question is, what's an idle word? What are idle words? 
What does, that, what does it mean? Idle words. Praise the name of the Lord. What are idle words? It says, what, but I say to you, still verse 36, that for every idle word men may speak, see, every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. I want us to look at this same verse in the Passion Translation and also the uh, ESV, English Standard Version. Let's first of all look at the Passion Translation. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 in the Passion Translation. Um, it reads, and I quote, it says, you can be sure of this. When the day of judgment comes, everyone will be held accountable for every careless word he has spoken. It says, what well, everyone will be held accountable for every careless word that they have spoken. Let me also take us to the ESV, English Standard Version of the Bible. The same Matthew 12, 36. And what does it say? It says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. It says, people will give account for every careless word they speak. In the New King James Version, it says, it speaks of idle words. So what are idle words? Idle words are careless words. And therefore, the title of today's sharing or this message today is, Kingdom words are not careless words. I repeat, kingdom words are not careless words. The New King James says, calls them idle words, but other translations call them careless words. So what are idle words? What are careless words? They are what? They are empty words. Careless words, idle words, they are what? They are I empty words. They are what? An idle word is a word that does nothing. It doesn't accomplish anything. It does what? It does nothing. Idle words or careless words, they are words that neither minister grace nor instruction to those who hear it. They are what? Idle, idle words or careless words, they are words that neither minister grace nor instruction to those who hear it. They have no impact. They are meaningless. They are careless. They are empty. And remember the, what we're looking at? Kingdom words are not careless words. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus. This was Jesus spoke, speaking. It wasn't just the disciples. This was the master himself speaking. He says, what I say to you, going back again to verse 36, I say to you that for every idle word men may speak or careless word, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Hallelujah. Even before the day of judgment, our words are, already, are being judged. How are they being judged? By the experience, what we experience from what we say. Because your words will produce, your words will, will create your reality, your words will follow you. They'll create whatever is contained in the words. Remember and that's uh, looking at the language of the kingdom. It says words, they, they are uh, uh, capsules. They are thought capsules. And when, if you are not careful, they begin to frame your environment. Hallelujah. I want us to read, let's go back to the Passion Translation for this text. Hallelujah. I'll read from verse 33. It reads, and I quote, it says, you must determine if a tree is good or rotten. You can, you can recognize good trees by their delicious fruits. But if you find a rotten fruit, you can be certain that the tree is rotten. The fruit defines the tree. Verse 34, but you, but you who are known as the Pharisees are rotten to the core. Wow. Like venomous snakes. How can your words be good if you are rotten within? I want, I want us to be, follow these words. Listen carefully and examine yourself. I just say examine somebody else. 
Examine your own self. Examine your life. Leave somebody else to, to the Lord. The Lord knows how to handle each and every one of us. But examine your own self. He says, but you, are, verse 34, but you who are known as the Pharisees are rotten to the core like venomous snakes. How can your words be good if you are rotten on the inside? When everything that's coming out from your inside is rotten, is bad, is negative. He says, how can, how can your words be good if you are rotten within? For what has been stored up in your heart will be heard in the overflow. The new king James says, out of the abundance of the heart, what is full in your heart, what you filled yourself with, what you filled your heart with is what will come out. So what are you filling your heart with? What are you filling? How do you, what do you fill your heart with? What do you see? What do you gaze upon? What do you engage yourself in? What do you do? Where do you go? Who do you surround yourself with? It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. It says, out of the overflow of your heart, it says your heart, let me go back there. It says, for what has been stored up in your heart will be heard in the overflow of your words. Verse 35. When virtue is stored within, the hearts of good, upright people will produce good fruits. But when evil is hidden within, those who are evil will produce what? Evil fruits. You can be sure of this. This is Jesus speaking. He says you can be sure of this. Meaning it's a guarantee. A certainty. When he says verily, verily. Assuredly. He says you can be sure of this. That what? When the day of judgment comes, everyone will be held accountable for every careless word he or she has spoken. Every word, careless, idle word, he or she has spoken. Oh, but you can say, I don't speak, I don't have careless words. Just wait a minute. Be, you, you just sit, relax. Listen. Open your heart. That's even pride rising up. Listen to the word of the master. Because the word of God comes to change us, to correct us, to, to, you know, to make us become who he wants us to be. Hallelujah. You can be sure of this. When the day of judgment comes, everyone will be held accountable for every careless word he has spoken. Your very words will be used as evidence. Think of a law court. He says your words will be used as an evidence in the court of the Lord. So whether you are going to be acquitted or, or jailed. Amen. He says your very words will be used as evidence and your words will declare you either innocent or guilty. Your words. Not your deeds. Thank God for deeds. Thank God for your words. The Bible says the Lord watches over his word to perform it. He said the word has been tried through fire. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but not a tittle, not a judge, nothing in the word will pass away. Because his word stands sure. Meaning that God takes his words. He, he's very particular. He's, his, word is very, his words are important. He takes his words seriously. And we also ought to take his words seriously. Not carelessly. Praise the name of the Lord. We need to be careful. As children of God, we need to be careful. We must not be careless with the word of the Lord. We must be, we, we must be careful. At this stage, I want to look, want to look at what, what is the nature of careless words or idle words? What's the nature? What does it contain? What does it entail? How can we describe them? How can we break them down so that you know, am I speaking idle words? Am I speaking careless words? Or am I speaking the word of the master? What exactly are the words coming out from my mouth? What, where are they? Where do they stand? Where do I stand? Are they shaping my future? Are they destroying my future? Are they destroying my life? Are, what exactly are careless words? What's the nature of careless words? Hallelujah. And here we'll look at five major things about careless or idle words. Remember, kingdom words are not careless words. Number one, careless words carry no power. They are powerless. Remember, we said when we're looking at the definition of Idle words or careless words, they, are, they neither minister grace, they are empty. 
They're empty words. You know, empty barrel, they make the most noise. They're empty, clanging bra brass, like the Bible says. Empty, nothing. Nothing about it, nothing to it. You can't pick, you can't pick it with a pinch. Careless words carry no power. They are what? They are powerless. They are devoid of power. They carry no punch. It cannot achieve anything. At most, it can destroy. Let's look at the example of our, of the, of our Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 32. Luke chapter 4, verse 32. What does it say? Luke chapter 4, verse 32. What does the Bible tell us about, the, about our Lord Jesus? Verse 32. Amen. Let's start from verse 31. It says, Then he went, into, he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with what? With authority. His word with, was with what? With authority. Let's look at this verse in other translations and see what, how they describe the, the word of the Lord. Let's look at um, the King James Version. The old King James. King James Version of the Bible. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, verse 32, in the King James, 4.32. Let me start from 31 again. It says, but he was passing through the midst of them, went his way, and came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days, verse 32, and they were astonished at his doctrine, for his words was with power. The word authority there means with power. His words were with power. The words of the master were with power. The word of, the word of our Lord Jesus, were, they came forth with power. They were not powerless words. They were not careless words. They were not idle words. But they were what? Powerful words. They carried power. They carried command in the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to look at it also again in the Amplified Classic. The Amplified Classic. What does that say? It reads, and I quote, verse 31 and 32. It says, and he descended to Capernaum, a town of Galilee, and there he continued to teach the people on the Sabbath days. And they were amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority, was with what we was with ability, was what and weight and power. The word of the master, the word of our Lord Jesus Christ was with what? His word was with authority, it was with ability, it was with it carried weight. His words were weighty, they were not weightless. It carried a punch, it was with power. Do your words carry power? When you speak, does your word fall to the ground? When you speak, do people say, better not listen to, to this person. They are not serious. Say, don't take their word with a pinch of salt. You know what that means. When someone tells you that, it means you are nothing. You are empty. Your words are idle. Your words are careless. It says the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, he, came, he taught them with power, with authority. Careless words carry no power. They are powerless. Don't let your words be powerless. That's why many times we are not effective in the spirit. That's why many times the, the enemy takes advantage of us. Because what we say, we say what we don't mean. And what we don't, even, what we don't mean, we don't say it. Or what we mean, we don't say it. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Don't be frivolous with your words. Let your words carry power in the spirit. Let heaven reckon when you speak, heaven stands as attention. Yes, one of, one of us is speaking, is making a decree. Not when you speak, heaven does not even recognize it. 
Hell does not even recognize it. In the book of Acts, it says, Paul, I know. It says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? The sons of Sceva. They were just there. They, they were empty. There was nothing about them. Do your words, can heaven stand up when you wake up and when you make a decree? Or when you speak? Or is like, when is this person going to speak at all? When is this person going to say something meaningful that we can work on? This person, this this. Is a child of the kingdom, yes? But when are they going to let their words have an impact? When are they not going to be, when will they stop being frivolous or careless with their words? When will their words stop being powerless? When will, they, when will the words start to carry? When will their words start to make, no, devastate the kingdom of the enemy? Careless words, do, they do what? They carry no power. No punch. Praise the name of the Lord. Our words must carry power. As a believer, our words must carry power. Your words must carry power. So that heavens, the demons tremble at the sound of the word of God. Because the enemy also knows what the word says. He's not a doer, but he knows the word. That's why he could go to Jesus. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He knows the word, but he's not a doer of the word. We must know the word and do. That's why the enemy fights tooth and nail to ensure that we don't know the word and we don't say and we don't do. But for you, there's a change today. In the name of Jesus, you'll become a doer, a carrier of his presence. You will declare his word. You will decree a thing. As Job 22, 28 says, you shall decree a thing and it will be established unto you. Let your words carry power. Don't be a powerless Christian. Because the kingdom words are not careless words. Number two, careless words are what is speaking without unction. That is, there's no, they are not anointed words. They're not anointed. It's not backed up by heaven. Careless words are what is speaking without unction. And what is unction? The anointing of God, the anointing of heaven. Heaven does not back you when you speak. Your words, the words just fall to the ground. You know, like when you, if your heart, uh, pick up a piece of glove and you just drop it, it just falls like that on the floor. Weightless. Remember the word of Jesus, they carried weight. Let your words be backed by, the, by, by heaven, the anointing of the Father. Let your words be anointed words. Don't let them be careless words. Words that carry no unction, that is not backed, that cannot be backed up by heaven. In the days we are in, we need to, uh, we need to let our words you know, carry a punch, be backed up so that heaven can stand up. Like I said earlier, can stand and say, yes, my, my own, they are speaking, they are standing up, they are rising to the situation, they are decreeing a thing and it's been established. Why is it being established? Because it's backed by heaven. There are words that are backed by heaven. Words under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Words that have been declared through the auspices of the Holy Spirit, through the help of the Holy Spirit. Let your words carry unction. Let them, be, let them be anointed words, not empty words. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. The third thing about careless words or idle words is that careless words or idle words, they are what they are anti what God will want us to say about a particular thing. They are what they are anti God. If you want to put it in, in brief like that. Careless words are what they are anti-God. They're anti, they're against what God will want us to say about a particular thing. For example, gisting, rough talk, loose tongue, just talking anyhow. Oh, we're just gisting. I had some time ago, someone was saying, oh, this person is my gist partner. A gist partner. What is gist? You talk nonsense gossip, things that don't matter. Don't become somebody's gist partner. Be somebody's partner that declared the word, that decree a word and heaven stands at attention. Amen. 
careless what they are, what they are anti-God. Gisting, what do we gist about? Talking nonsense. That's what, that's what gisting, uh, rough talk, loose talk, that's what it's all about. Loose talk. And what I will call, in quotes, that's my word, verbal diarrhea. Just talk anyhow. No, no caution, no break. Like they'll say, no break, no jam, no stopping. And in a multitude of words, there's sin in it. That's what Proverbs tells us. Let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 9, in the message translation. Proverbs 11, verse 9, in the message translation. What does it say? In the message translation. Hallelujah. Proverbs 11, 9. It says, the loose tongue. <laughs> See that word there? Loose tongue. A tongue that, can you imagine? Imagine for a moment, your tongue is loose from your mouth. It's just dangling. <laughs> it can't say anything meaningful. It can't say anything reasonable. It says, the loose tongue of the godless spreads what? Destruction. But the common sense of the godly preserves them. Thank God for common sense. He says the loose tongue of the godless, it does what? It spreads destruction. It spreads what? Destruction. Don't let your tongue be loose. Don't be loose with, the, with what, what you say. Don't be someone that says, oh, you know there are people that they talk too much. And out in the, they might talk for the next 30 minutes, and in the whole 30 minutes, you can't pick one meaningful thing. You say, what was said? You say, I don't know. Those are careless talk, idle words, loose talk, rough talk, gisting, that has nothing, that they are empty. Let's also go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians 4, verse 29. What does it say? Ephesians 4, verse 29. It says, what? Let no corrupt word, hallelujah. Let what? No corrupt word. Do what? Proceed out of your mouth. But what should come out? But what is good for necessary edification? that it may impart grace to the hearers. Remember what we talk, said about idle words. That what? They don't impart grace. They don't impart instruction to the hearers. That's where the scripture is from. That's where that is from. They don't impart, it doesn't minister grace nor instruction to those who hear it. That's where, where it is from. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. When you speak, are people edified? When you speak, are they comforted? When you speak, are they lifted up? When you speak, are they pulled down? When you speak, are they destroyed? Do they feel hurt? It says, let no corrupt word do what proceed out of your mouth. I want us to go to the message translation first, and then we'll go to the TPT of this same scripture, Ephesians 4, 29, message translation. What does it say? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, watch... I like this. Watch the way you talk. Meaning watch. Listen to what you are saying. Yesterday in, the, in our children's church, we were, looking, we were looking at thoughts. And we were talking about, think about what you are thinking about. Before it proceeds out of your mouth. Think about it. You know what you are thinking? Think, think about it again. Think twice. Think about what you are thinking. So he said, watch the way you talk. That means pay attention to what you are saying. Pay attention to what goes out of your mouth. 
Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what, what helps. Each word a gift. We've been graced. We've been given the gift of speech by our Father. The Lord was not careless with his words. He said, watch the way you talk. Do you watch the way you talk or you just talk? Ah, I can't help myself. I'm, I talk. I like to talk. Uh-uh. He says, watch the way you talk. Don't be a talk active. You are active in talking. For some, yes, maybe my talking is how they get their money. For example, no offense to any, but uh, for example, lawyers, they talk. And that's how they get their money. For example, comedians. The comedian needs to talk. Except if it's silent comedy. They need to talk. A master of ceremony needs to talk. But now, those words are not careless. They are, careful, they are carefully thought out words. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about words that were not even thought about. You just blab it out of your mouth. It says, watch what? Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. It's a gift from God. Don't be careless with it. Measure the words you speak. Think about the words. Watch it. Watch over it. Don't be careless. Let's go to the TPT version and see what it says also. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 29. It says, And never let ugly, look at these adjectives, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. Never let what? Ugly. Can you think of something that is ugly? This is what the Bible is calling it. Careless words, they are what? Ugly words. When you say something that you say something is ugly, it's not something that you can even look at again. It's something that should be thrown away, that should be discarded. It says, don't let what ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. But instead, let your words be what? Beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Hallelujah. I'll read it again because I love it so much, the way it's described here. It says, and never let ugly, I want you to tell yourself, call your name and say, never let ugly or hateful words come out from my mouth again. Because hitherto they have been coming out. The way you speak to your spouse, the way you speak to your children, the way you speak to people, they are ugly and hateful words. That's what the Bible calls them. And they are careless words, idle words. I remember, it says, Jesus will judge every careless word. It says, never let, any, let ugly or hateful words come out of your mouth. But instead, still speaking to yourself, declare, but instead, let my, my words will become beautiful gifts that encourage others. It says, I will do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Let your word encourage someone. Don't be careless. Don't let your word be anti-God. Be against God. Be against this word. Oh, we're just gisting. What are you gisting? What has it, has it edified anybody? Why must you say, must you? Say, oh, I must say this. I must say, must you say everything? Don't let your words be idle or careless. Because kingdom words are not careless words. They are measured. They are taught about before, before it's spoken. Watch what you say. It's not everything that comes to your head you speak out. Sometimes you need to just hold, bite your lips or bite your tongue if you can. So that those words do not proceed. Because I tell you, once they are out, you've let them out. Except you cancel those words... I can assure you they will, bring, they will bring forth fruit after their kind. Don't let your words be anti-God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The fourth one. 
Careless words are, they are what? Not speaking deliberately, mark the words, not speaking deliberately the words God speaks to us. Those are careless words. When you don't deliberately speak the word God has, that God is speaking to us, maybe to you as an individual or to us as a church or what he says in his word, when you don't deliberately speak their word, they are careless and they are idle words. Praise the name of the Lord. Example of that is, is in what? First King chapter 18. Let's go there. We've looked at this scripture again and again and again, and God always brings, you know, treasures out of it, revelation out of it. First Kings chapter 18. We'll look at verse, uh, verse 41 to 46. First Kings 18 of Elijah. 41 to 46. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up. Eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Hallelujah. The title says, the drought ends. And remember, it has been declared over us, the drought is over. Tell yourself, tell whoever is with you, if you are alone, tell yourself, the drought is over in my life. The drought is over. Amen. Verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went to the top of Carmel. He said what? He went to, uh, to Elijah. Elijah went to Ahab. He says, go up, eat and drink, for there's the sound of abundance. Some people, they will not see what you're seeing. It's left to you to declare, to deliberately declare it because they want to pull it down. What did Ahab do? He went to eat and drink. He said, but, he said, but uh, Elijah said I should go and eat and drink. Yeah, but most of you. Amen. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground. He Put himself in a birthing position. It's a place of prayer to bring forth what God wanted. And put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went. He went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Why was Elijah so sure? He says, then it came to pass the seventh time that, the, that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go, go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he guarded up his loins and ran ahead. The translation said he outran Ahab to the gates of Jezreel. He ran ahead of Ahab. Ahab was in his chariot, but the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. Praise the name of the Lord. Ahab trusted man-made weapons. He trusted the, the arm of flesh, but Elijah trusted the, the king of kings, the one who created the heavens and the earth. He says, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. And he guarded up his loins. He said, okay, let's go. And he ran ahead. He outran Ahab to the gates of Jesus. When the hand of the Lord comes upon his own, every other thing that seems slow will fade away in the distant past. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, my, all my friends, all my colleagues, they have gone ahead of me. We left school together. See what they have accomplished. Wait, the hand of the Lord is, is coming upon you. You be faithful to him. You... Stay in his presence. You pray. You do, you do as all that is needed to do as far as it lies with you. You'll be faithful to God. When the hand of the Lord comes upon you, all the friends, that the so-called friends that say, oh, they've gone ahead of you, you'll find out that by the time God, God deals with you, God handles, you, handles your case, they will pale into to insignificance. You just wait for the Lord. Don't be in a hurry. That's why this prayer, this 5 a.m. prayer is very, very important. It's to position us. It's to position us for the abundance of God. Ephesians 3 verse 20. We've been declaring that word. 
in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it says, now to him who is able to do. He said, he didn't say he's unable. He said he is able. God is able to do what? To do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Where will you generate that power? In the place of prayer. So it depends, the power that is at work in you, if there's no power, if there's no power, you know that there's nothing. Remember, we looked earlier. The words of the Lord contain power. He spent time. The Bible says he will, a great while before dawn, he will go to a lonely place. He will go alone and spend time with his father. That's why this prayer movement is very, very, very important. We're generating, not physical power, we're generating power in the spirit. So that whatever we decree will be established. What are those things that have like the enemy is trying to hinder? It blasts through all of them. Break, breaking through them like a dynamite. Hallelujah. Elijah said, he told the servant, go. Remember we are looking at not, when you, not speaking deliberately the words God speak to us. God said to, to Elijah, go tell Ahab. Go and eat and rain is coming. Rain is coming. And then he told the servants, go and check. And the servant came back. He said, there's nothing. And what did Elijah do? Ah, well, I thought God told me that the rain is coming. Well, you never know. Maybe it's not this time. Maybe it's not this time. Maybe it's, well, well, nobody knows. Nobody knows. He says, you have the mind of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. He told the servant, go and check again. The servant came back. He said, go back and check again. He came back again, nothing. Go back and check again. If it was you, what would you do? At the, uh, if you, that's even if you get to the third time. Say, what's wrong with you? I said, there's nothing. Why am I going again? You're wasting my time. I have other things to do. Don't waste my time. But what, what did you do? Because Elijah heard. And he was deliberately saying what he had. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And I hear, we're saying, it, saying that to you today. There's the sound of the abundance of rain. Why? Because the drought is over. Over us as a church, the drought is over. Over you in your life, the drought is over. In the name of Jesus, the drought is over. You keep on doing what you're doing because the drought is over. Do not doubt the word of God. Hold on to the word that he has given to you. Declare it. Decree it. And it will be established unto you. Why? Because he says the drought is over. Praise the name of the Lord. Elijah said, go and check again. He continued to check. He continued to check until there was a fulfillment. He checked until what? There was a fulfillment. There was an accomplishment of that word that was spoken. He deliberately, he did not waver. He didn't waver like the friends of um, Job. The useless friend of Job. Curse God and die. He said, no, I know my redeemer lives. Hallelujah. You know he will see me through. Are you able to stand when everything around you is contrary? Will your words change? Will they become idle words? Will they become careless? Or, well, we don't really know. We don't really know. Yes, we know because he said. Praise the name of the Lord. Careless words are, are what they're not speaking deliberately the word God speaks to us. And number five. Careless words are what? are not in alignment, they are not in sync with the prophetic word that God has given. Careless words, usually they are not in alignment, they are not in sync with the prophetic word he has given to us. Oh, the drought is over. You say, which drought? There's still drought in my own life. Not in sync. Careless words. Oh, the Lord will arise and have mercy upon you because the time to favor you. Yes, the set time has come. Which favor? Everything I'm seeing around me is not favor. It's disfavor. Not in sync. Not in alignment. Careless words. I can't see anything good, good around me. Careless words. And your word comes to pass. Kingdom words are not careless words. 
Okay, number five is that careless words are what they are not in sync or in alignment with the prophetic word that God has given. Amen. Therefore, we must ensure that the words that we are that we are speaking, that we will speak, the the what they are in alignment and they're in sync with what with what God has said to us with the prophetic word that He has given to us. Praise the name of the Lord. For example, let's quickly go to Genesis chapter 17, the story of Abraham. Genesis 17, verse 1 to 6. Genesis 17, verse 1 to 6. Amen. What does it say? It says, when Abraham, Genesis 17, 1 to 6, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Tell, then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. The Lord is proclaiming now his decree. My covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer will your shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Hallelujah. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Question. God wanted Abraham. He says, I have made you a father of many nations. Meanwhile, he had he, the, the one he had, he had sent away. So it was like he was childless. But God now came. He says, no longer shall your name be Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. God wanted Abraham to start to declare, let his words be in sync with the prophetic word that he has spoken, that he's going to be a father of many nations, that he's going to be a blessing to nations. He says, no longer will you be Abraham. Abraham means exalted father. Abraham means father of many nations. God wanted Abraham to begin to declare the prophetic word, that his life, his word, everything about him will, will be in alignment with the prophetic words that God had told him, had spoken, had declared over him. What if Abraham had said no? I'm almost 90. I'm almost quarter to the grave. What, else, what good can come out of me anymore? Look at Sarah. My mind is already almost 90. She's 90. What can come out? He will have remained the way he was. He will have been in that sad situation for the, till the end of his years. Isn't that what happens to us many times? The words we speak, they are not in, in alignment. They are not in sync with what God has spoken to us or the vision or the picture that God has spoken to us about. Why? Because we are moved by the circumstances. We are looked, looking at the, as the situation all around us. Oh, this thing doesn't line up. This doesn't line No, no, no. Leave the lining up to the Lord. He has said it, this. That is what he says. Hold on to that. Leave the lining up to the Lord. You are not the one. To, you are to do what he has told you to do. You are let your life be in alignment. Let your words be in alignment, in sync with what the word he has given to you. He says, "Abraham, no longer shall that be your name, but it shall be Abraham." And thank God, Abraham obeyed, and he became. Remember, I said, "Good or bad, your words will become your reality." Abraham lined up. He allowed his words to line up with what God was saying to him. He didn't let them become careless or idle words, meaningless words. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm too, it's too late, God. You, wait, you've, you didn't come on time. God, know this today. God is never late. He's always on time. His time might not be your time. Because God is not bound by his time and like we know it. He, he interrelates with time. But it's not, it's not dependent on time. Time is for man. God does what he wants to do when he wants to do it at the time he has chosen. We need to align our lives, align our words with his timing, with what he has said. And continue to decree and declare what he has said. Abraham allowed that to be his own lot and portion. And he became the father of many nations. 
just as God had spoken. Let your life come be, you know, be in alignment and in sync with the prophetic word. Lives that are not in sync, they're and saying things anyhow, discountenancing the word of God. You know, there are those who make jest, make joke of the things of God. Be wary of such. They're careless words. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So if we want to round up all these ones, all what, you no, know, looking at the nature or the description of careless words, we can round it up on that just two things, two head, two broad um, things. We can see number one, careless or idle was their word when we just gist or talk or are loose with our words. That's number one. And then when we speak out of sync with the word of God, when we don't allow what we're saying to line up with God's word. Those are two major areas in which careless words are, you know, occur. When we just talk anyhow and when we talk contrary to God's word. Praise the name of the Lord. It, I'll end with this. In con- no, I'll end with this. Let's quickly go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Colossians 4, verse 6. And what does it say? Colossians 4, verse 6. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It says, let your speech, let your words be what? Always be with grace. Seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. You may know how to answer everyone. Let your words be what? Seasoned with salt. What does it mean to season? What is the characteristic of salt? Salt preserves. Salt gives flavor. And the days of, if, when they want to preserve something, they'll put a lot of salt in it because it won't go rotten. The salt has, has chemicals in it that preserves. So he said, let your words or your speech be seasoned with grace. Be with grace, seasoned with salt. Don't let it be hot pepper. Oh, that's the way I speak. I must speak my mind. We don't want your mind. We want the mind of Christ. Not, my, not your mind, because your mind is polluted. It's of this world. We want the mind of Christ. What is he saying? Let that be, let that be your speech. Let it be seasoned with grace or with salt. Let your word carry grace. Let it encourage one another. Amen. Speak deliberately. Speak on purpose. We, be, we need to begin to do this so that our words will, work, will carry command in the spirit. It will be powerful and it will be effective. Because words, they do what? They have energy and power with the ability to help. And what? It has the ability to help. It has the ability to heal. It has the ability to hinder. It has the ability to hurt. Just words. All this. It has the ability also to harm. And also it has the ability to humiliate and humble. As words all for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Make your mind up today. That your words will not be careless words. Because kingdom words are not careless words. Be deliberate with your words. Be like your master Jesus. Be like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His words were backed with power. He spoke with authority. He spoke with power. The power of heavens. Angelic forces took his word and accomplished it. Will angels hearken to your words? Maybe the demons of hell will hearken to your words because what you are speaking, they are careless. They are Words that pull down and destroy. But let your words build up. Let your word encourage. Speak the word of the Father. Declare what he has said concerning you. So that you can experience what he has said concerning you. He needs your agreement. He needs my agreement. He needs us to cooperate with him. The church of the living God in the days we are in. Needs to arise and begin to declare what the Father has said. Into the atmosphere. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's arise on our feet this day. Thank you, Father. First of, all, first of all, I want us to receive the word into our spirit. Thank him. Thank him for the word. And then receive that word into your spirit. Your words will not be careless. And tell the Lord, my words will no longer be careless. I will watch over what is coming out of my mouth. When we begin to watch over what we are saying, we will be, we'll be deliberate. We will we'll talk less. 
We won't want our words to be empty. We we'll want our words to encourage. We we'll won't want our words to just be nothing. We we'll want it to, not to minister grace and instruction to those who will hear. We we'll want our words to bless people. Our words are actions to bless others, not push them away. Father in heaven, we thank you so much to, for this day. Thank you for your word, O oh Lord. But we need to be careful of what we say. We need to watch what we say. Because, Lord, you are not careless with your words. You are deliberate. You, are, you, you speak your word with purpose. You speak your word to accomplish. You spoke your word to create the heavens and the earth. Father, we thank you. We ask for the grace, O oh Lord, to be doers of your word, to speak your word deliberately, to watch over our words, to let our words be filled with grace-filled words, and also to be seasoned with salt. No more will we speak to pull others down. Father, we ask for your help. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We give you glory and we give you praise, O oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.